G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and heaven and hell. Jesus speaking in John 14. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. What are heaven and hell like? Both are physical places where every person will be in one or the other. There is no biblical warrant for the Roman Catholic doctrine of purgatory. It is either heaven or hell. Is heaven sitting on a cloud with a harp and angel for company, as popular myth would have it? Is hell going to be a place where people who knew each other in this life will meet and have constant parties? What does the Bible say about heaven and hell? Firstly, hell. What are its characteristics? Matthew 25 verse 41 to 46 says that there's everlasting fire and punishment. Matthew 8.12 says it's constant and outer darkness. 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 9 it's everlasting destruction. Revelation 19.20 it's lakes of fire. And who is it prepared for? Primarily Satan and his demons. Matthew 25.41 2 Peter 2 verse 4 but also the wicked. Revelation 21 verse 8 the disobedient. Romans 2 verse 8 to 9 those, the beast, his worshippers, and the false prophet, Revelation 14, 11, Revelation 19, 20. For all those who reject the gospel, Matthew 10, 14 to 15. Which means all those who are not written in the book of life, Revelation 13, verse 8, Revelation 17, verse 8. And the punishment will be physical, Matthew 5, 29 to 30 and also of the soul, Matthew 10, verse 28. And what of heaven? And as opposed to hell, heaven has the following characteristics. It's a place of joy, Luke 15. A place of rest, Revelation 14. A place of peace, Luke 16. A place where righteousness reigns, 2 Peter 3, verse 12. It's a place of service. So we're going to continue serving. Revelation 7, verse 15. It's a place of reward, Matthew 5, 11 to 12. Of great inheritance, 1 Peter 1, verse 4. And a place filled with the glory of God, Romans 8, verse 17 to 18. And it's being prepared for those who are recorded in the book of life, Malachi 3, verse 16 to 18, and Philippians 4, verse 3. And who are those in the book of life? The righteous, Matthew 5, 20. The obedient, Revelation 22, verse 14, and the holy, Revelation 19, verse 8. And heaven is described as a house, John 14, verse 2. A kingdom, Matthew 25, 34. Paradise, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 2 to 4. And a holy city, Revelation 21, verse 2. And as Christian disciples, what is the current attitude that we are to have towards this heaven it is to be desired 2 Corinthians 5 verse 2 to 8 to be looked forward to 2 Peter 3 verse 12 and we had to put treasure there now Luke 12 verse 32 and heaven is 
as we have seen, prepared. Jesus promised us, I am going to build a place for you, John 13 verses 1 to 4, as we read earlier. Jesus has been working on it for almost 2,000 years to this point in time. Heaven is a beautiful place prepared for all Christian disciples to live forever and ever with Jesus as the King. And when we get to heaven, Jesus has prepared a place for all those who love him, trust him and obey him as King. He is expecting this, wanting wanting to lavish his love upon us. We know he loves us now, but that is only in part. And when we are with him eternally, we shall have the full picture of Jesus. He is with us now in spirit, but then we shall be with him physically and face to face. And heaven is also a pure place, Revelation 21 verses 1 to 4. And today we all suffer in some way. When our king returns, no more will man's inhumanity to man be allowed. No more pain, no more death, no more suffering, no more sin and suffering of any kind leaves a scar or a mark. Do you have physical, emotional or mental scars due to sickness, somebody else sinning against you, or as a result of your own sins? Scars come as a result of human life, and yet one day they will be gone. A pure body we will have as his disciples. Perfection attained, and it is to the glory of God and his majestic doing that this will occur. One glorious day, all suffering will be banished for those of us who love him. Revelation 21 verse 4 says, God will wipe away our tears. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, no more pain, for former things have passed away. God himself, with your face in his hands, wiping away your tears. Just imagine it. It's a place where love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are both permanent and universal. What a day that will be when we enter those gates, thanking Jesus, looking back at how he suffered, and we suffered, suffered not only medically, but also for his sake and the persecution. We'll be able to say with the likes of Jeremiah and John, it was worth it all. The sufferings I endured and overcame for the sake of Jesus Christ was all worth it. So as to be here and living with him, forever and persecution of Christian disciples is only going to get stronger in the West we are warned about that we are going to be shouted down for saying Jesus is the only way to heaven and yet we must persist it's pure, it's prepared and we enter heaven through gigantic gates of pearl Revelation 21.21 and a pearl is formed when an oyster gets an irritating grain of sand within its shell It covers the grain of sand over with layers and upon layers of mother of pearl until the irritation and the suffering is no longer felt. Now what do you think the suffering was that created those giant pearls that are the gates? I think they are to remind us of the cross and the incredible suffering and pain that Jesus the King endured when God who is outside of time and not confined by space became confined in a man's body and stepped into history in the person of Jesus Christ. People denigrate the cross. I've had people say to me that the cross doesn't matter and your religion is just as good as mine, thank you very much. Still others have stated that all religions lead to heaven. However, the very gates of heaven tell us that it is only through the cross 
by which we get to pass through and enjoy paradise in worship and service of God. Our King himself has suffered for us on the cross so that we may enjoy his company forever and ever if we only trust and obey him now and place our full faith in him while we are here in this our temporal home on earth. When the Christian disciple first decides for Jesus and turns over their life to him, that is when eternal life with him commenced. We should be yearning to be with him, our master. Yet we are also to keep one part of our mind on heaven and the other on the responsible work we are being set to do here on earth. We are not to be so heavenly minded that we are of no earthly use. And conversely, we're not to be so earthbound that we are not tied to King Jesus in our eternal home. Have you heard people say that a loving God wouldn't send anybody to an everlasting place of hell? The God we serve as Christian disciples doesn't send anybody there. He has given everybody every opportunity to reject hell and embrace him. As Christian disciples, we are to evangelize and tell others of the saving love of Jesus Christ on the cross. That is the gospel we speak and live and are transformed by. Heaven is a great big place and there will be room for everybody in this world to enter through one of those twelve gates. So we look for Jesus coming again. Be expectant for the King is coming back for us soon. Jesus is coming back as King of Righteousness in order to judge evil and reject those who rejected him first, whilst rewarding his disciples who patiently trust and obey him. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. Read Luke 10 verse 20. How can I help others to have their names written in heaven? Question 2. Read 2 Peter 3 verse 12. How am I looking forward to heaven? Question 3. Revelation 2 verse 7 to 11. What do I need to overcome in order to gain or to be in heaven? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake.hotmail.co.uk. Thank you.